Welcome to the first episode of Literary Rejoinders. I'm Devs, one of the Rejoinders, and introducing my co-Rejoinders. Hey, what's up? It's me, Joanne. Live, love, literary works. Hi, I'm Ray. I guess we will have an insightful conversation today. I'm Mary Jean. Welcome to... Today is the day, guys, for us rejoinders to speak what we understand on the work of Shakespeare titled When in Disgrace with Fortune and Man's Eyes. This is one part of Shakespeare's sonnet, the Sonnet 29. Right, Devs, and as we go deeper in our talk, we aim to understand what this poem really implies to us, especially us who are still living and finding our true purpose in this life. Let's get this work started, my co-rejoiners. I'm excited to share my insights about this literary work. Okay, rejoinders. Before we started our segment for today, I already asked someone if he could construct a question relating to our topic today. And I chose three of the given questions. I will be asking the questions and I want Joanne to answer first. So the first question is, what is your understanding about the persona of the poem? Oh, maybe this question suggests how we understand the poem, if we were the persona. So, Joanne? This is a pretty straightforward sentiment and requires no in-depth analysis. Perhaps that's the key to the poem's success. The poem speaks the speaker's depression. He despairs over his state, his fate, and his difference from other luckier men. But the second half of the poem asserts this sadness goes away when he remembers his love. This person elevates him higher than a king. The fact that the sentiment is very well expressed and very well made, it just shows how amazing Shakespeare is. I will be the first to admit that poems aren't one of the things I understand easily. However, after reading and reading this poem repeatedly, some concepts just, you know, flashed in my mind. Based on my humble understanding, this poem talks mainly about disappointments and failures in life and how being surrounded with people who cares for you can greatly alleviate the burden that a person is feeling. I mean, with things piling up, stress accumulates, and Failures upon failures emerge, you need someone to cheer you on, or at least listen to your plights in silence. I agree to that, Rain. Although Shakespeare was a classical writer and used deep words to express the feelings of his poem, if we think of how he wrote the sonnet, he was giving us a view in relation to what was the persona feeling during that time. And even if the poem is short, it really has an impact. This poem is about a speaker initially downcast about fate, but becomes excited when he recalls his beloved 
It is shown in the first eight lines that the speaker has suffered a list of misfortunes, with the descriptions of the speaker's discontent and his lamentation over the miserable plight of life. He described himself as disgraced and an outcast and implies that he is hopeless and talented and ugly, that he lacks political influence and that he no longer takes pleasure in the things he once enjoyed. Indeed, what a world we live in. I hope for those who are tuning in right now, you will take time to read Shakespeare's Sonnet 29. This will definitely give you a realization and how we used to live a life full of compliments and applause from other people. Yet we get disappointed when it comes to the point in our life where we do not receive those things anymore. Okay, down to our second question. Which line or lines of the poem hits you the most? What gets me the most in this poem is the part that says, for thy sweet love remembered, such wealth brings. And why did you choose that rain? With all the negativity in our lives, we need someone who can bring up the best in us. Loved ones who, even with not doing much, but their mere presence can make your day. You know, a special person. It could be a lover, family, friends, even your pet. As someone who can lighten the load off of our minds and your heart and remind you that your efforts are not in vain. That even when you do fail, they still acknowledge that you tried and that you did your best. That was incredible, Rain. We really are struggling with different battles in life. It can either be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and even financially. But with all those battles, we don't need to gain the world's opinion about our progress. Instead, we only need someone to appreciate us, whether we win or lose our battles. I just want to add on what Rain said earlier, since we choose the same lines. After the poem's bitter opening eight lines, the speaker reflects on the love he shares with his beloved. That love, he argues, offers compensation for all his insults, slights, and misfortunes. In this way, the poem contrasts love with wealth and status. Love stands outside those pursuits and, with intense pleasures and rewards, offers an alternative path to happiness. And I love the poem's closing couplet. For thy sweet love remembered such wealth brings, that then I scorn to change my state with king. The speaker directly describes the young man's love as a kind of wealth, a wealth which is so satisfying that he wouldn't give it up for anything, even to be king of England. And that is how love can magically change people and even let people hope with its wonders. For me, I chose the lines, wishing me like to one more rich in hope, featured like him, like him with friends possessed. Desiring this man's art and that man's hope, with what I most enjoy, contented last. These lines stuck me the most because he confesses his envy of those who have more prospect or more friends or some talents or range of visions which he himself lacks. He compares himself to others which make his self-esteem more down. 
he looks down with himself and envies others. God did not make a perfect person, remember. Every one of us has flaws. It is just that some of us make that imperfection of them as perfect. They accept and learn to love their flaws. Insecurity kills all the beautiful in the world, so we should not let our insecurity overwhelm us. For me, I chose the first two lines in the poem. It said, When in disgrace with fortune and man's eyes, I all alone bewhipped my outcast state. Aside from the other lines and explanations that my co-rejoinder said earlier, I want everyone to think of a certain situation where all you have is money, fame, a lot of friends, and the society is really watching every move you make and always making nice and wonderful compliments about you. But when the time comes, when you lost everything you have, are you sure that everyone that surrounds you now will still be there for you? I want to quote this saying, Anyone can show up when you're happy, but the ones who stay by your side when your heart falls apart, they are your true friends. I want to emphasize that we need to choose who we befriended with, and we need to appreciate those who stay with us, not just during the happy time, but also during the tough times in our lives. That was an incredible answer, guys. I hope those who are listening will also get the same feeling about the poem as what we are feeling right now, right? <laughs> so now, for the final question. What are your realizations after reading the poem? So, we'll start with Marijin. One might interpret this poem in several ways. On the one hand, the poem could be presenting love as something apolitical, divorced from the consequential decisions that shape the life of a state or a community. On the other, the poem might suggest that love stands as an alternative to the values that motivate people in politics and business, including desire for money and power. Perhaps that alternative serves to critique the limitation of those values, suggesting another system of values altogether to know how to love and to love despite unending misfortunes. My reflection in this point is I'm a really insecure person and I won't deny it. I just sometimes want to love myself until I feel confident enough to overcome my fear and conquer the world. Being insecure is normal, but we should not normalize it because insecurities will drown us rip and tear us apart it's all in our mind if only we saw ourselves the way that the people who loves us does the same light you see in others is shining within you you just have to explore and discover it because the things you envies today will be yours someday if you just have to be wise determined and hard working Let's try to decipher everything, guys, okay? 
Not everyone who is with you right now will always be there for you. Other than having someone that will support and love you despite you lost everything you have, you also need to be there for yourself too. Yes, you need to be strong also. You need to comfort yourself. Remember that you can't expect someone to always be there for you because they too have the same struggles and battles every day. Keep your mind and heart strong, guys, so that you will survive in this cruel world. Although we have different interpretations and mode of facing our challenges, I want to remind you to not give up. So don't give up, guys. As you know, not many are satisfied with the status quo. There are a lot of complaints, disappointments, failures, and insecurities. But at the end of the day, it all becomes worth it. You know, going through all of that. Knowing that there is someone who walks with you side by side in this journey called life. That's true, Rain. You can't expect a good and comfortable life when you are in the real world. We often receive harsh words and cruel actions. Some of us may take it too personal or call it abusive. But this is how we fight our battles. And these battles will surely make us strong. Let's take our problems as our molding season. Like many of Shakespeare's sonnets, Sonnet 29 is a love poem. Unlike some of Shakespeare's other love poems, however, which are concerned with physical beauty and erotic desire, Sonnet 29 is about the power of love to positively affect one's mindset, as the poem argues that love offers compensation for the injuries and setbacks one endures in life. True. That is really true. It is really the mindset. I just want to share this experience about someone asking me why I always remain calm in such problems. I actually don't know how to answer the questions that time, but ever since I received that question, I also began to observe why I am calm. And my answer is that it could be my faith with God, and it is just the way I think of things. that. I believe everyone has their own battles, and maybe mine is not the worst problem among all. And I believe that if I take things lightly, just one step at a time, everything will win well. I just remember now what Rancho always said when there is a problem. Do you remember it, guys? Or have you watched the movie Three Idiots? Right, Devs. Rancho always says, all is well. Yes, I remember it. Like, he was slightly tapping his left chest while saying those lines. Let's try it, guys. <laughs> I'll go first. All is well. All is well. All is well. All is well. <laughs> that was really great, guys.
But although that was only taken from the movie, I want you guys who are listening right now to realize its deep meaning, which is it is okay to take things slowly as long as you are satisfied and you are doing well. Like how the poem goes, you might not have everything a rich man have, but as long as someone is there for you and you believe in yourself too, that is what any wealth in the world cannot be bought. The topic today was really great. It is really important that this type of literary works should be tackled also because it was really an eye-opener to us, right? True. That is why live and love literary works. That's why we recommend you reading literary works like this one, guys. Alright! I hope everyone was satisfied with our discussion for today. Yes, I'm definitely satisfied, Dev, and I hope our listeners enjoyed it too. Thank you for tuning in our podcast. Once again, this is Rain. I'm Joan, and I believe that I don't need someone who sees the good in me. I need someone who sees the bad and still wants me. Farewell. Thank you for listening to the Literary Rejoiners Podcast. For further information, visit our website www.literaryrejoiners.com or connect on Facebook or Instagram. And remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm Marjin. Hoping that you have an insightful moment while listening to this segment. See you again next week, guys, as we tackle another literary work. Again, I am Dev, one of your literary rejoinders. Take care and goodbye. Bye-bye.